I see. Sir, if you don't mind my saying, I'm a little concerned. I've seen you go through similar phases in 2016 and 2012 and 2008 and 2005 and 1997 and 1995 and 1992 and 1989 and that weird one in 1966. Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? I don't talk about at a million percent. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Well, I was all prepared to say that this week's episode is probably going to be on the shorter side, but I have a feeling that every time I've said that before, it ends up being like a really long episode for some reason. And we are out of the Superverse. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a good bit. You were you, just like You really panicking. got me. I was about to just hit uh, stop on GarageBand, just upload that shit. Oh, nothing against this movie, though. No, not at all. Uh, which is, of course, the Lego Batman movie is what we are watching this week. From uh, 2017. Yes. So I think we've both seen the Lego movie, just the first one. Uh, don't think either of us saw the follow-up, or it wasn't as good. But I really loved the Lego movie, uh, especially when I first saw that. I, I was so pleasantly surprised by how funny it was. And, of course, that was our first introduction to Lego Batman, who was, you know, already showing up um, out of his universe. So it's only fitting that this movie would just continue to bring in a bunch of other randos. Um, yeah, I thought this movie was really funny. I was enjoying it, so I didn't really take a lot of notes. I feel like there wasn't that much to say about it. No, this is not, you know, we're not really, not really, uh, you know, getting into the depths of the film this week for sure. Mostly just want to talk about how enjoyable it was. And it, just like so, it was so charming. It kind of starts out like a spoof uh -huh. but then it kind of does end up doing its own like storyline and stuff yeah they're not afraid to get a, a bit more genuine with it a bit more unique uh you know we we have all this this robin plot and the whole bat family thing which is a dynamic that you know we've we've been talking about a lot lately i feel like yeah we and did a casting yeah and you know that's something we'll see more coming up but again uh you know a lot of the live action movies have not dealt with Robin, you know, since the the so-called dark days of live-action Batman. Uh, rumors abound that the second Robert Pattinson Batman will have some sort of Robin involved. A dick? A dick. Probably dick, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's funny that people are kind of, like, have this knee-jerk reaction to being like, oh, God, like, we, we can't do a, a Robin thing. It's, like, so childish. And it's like, well... Classically, you know, Batman always had a Robin. It's I feel like, you know, it's it's this new generation of uh, Batman movie watchers that aren't really familiar with that concept. Like Batman has this adoptive family kind of that's that's standard. I think he needs a Robin, but I don't know if it really fits in with the story that they're doing in the Batman because because that Batman's so young, he can't be mentoring. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know, you know, if it's substantiated at all. But I've also seen some people 
having takes on that. And, you know, let us know if if I'm wrong here. But I think some people were saying that, like, originally, like, Batman wasn't that far into his career before he started mentoring a Robin. And that was kind of, like, a thing. Which, like, he was still figuring shit out for himself, and then he was also responsible for somebody else, which helped him, like, mature. I believe that. That makes sense. So um, they could they could play it like that. Because, you know, we have the whole, like, first movie, Bruce Wayne is, like, abdicating his responsibilities and, like, just withdrawing into himself and Alfred's concerned about it. Much like Alfred in this movie is concerned about him. Uh, but, you know, it's slightly different. He's just microwaving lobster Thermidor and <laughs> watching movies, by, watching rom-coms by himself. Classic. <laughs> That's the... The microwave lobster Thermidor is one of my favorite bits, and just how long we hold on him standing in front of the microwave. <laughs> there are a lot of little moments like that that I immensely enjoyed. I want to note that uh, Chris McKay directed this movie. This was the first movie he had directed after working on a bunch of uh, shows like Robot Chicken and Moral Oral, which uh, was a show that gave me nightmares. I don't like the word oral. Yeah. <laughs> that, that show was so... Deeply, deeply fucking weird is an Adult Swim show that was like on when I was like in middle school. Is he related to Adam McKay? I don't think so, but I do always think that when I see his name. So he did this movie, and then he went on to do that uh, Tomorrow War Amazon Prime movie with Chris Pratt that nobody liked, and then he also did Renfield. So he's uh, making the rounds these days. Um, I really liked. <clears throat> the first fight scene with Batman. Um, it reminded me, though, of a, like, late 90s advertisement for Legos. Oh, yeah. You know how they used to always do, like, these, like, action scenes? Oh, yeah. Of course. The classics. And I think I guess they still like, do intentional. that. intentional. Yeah, I think so. With the song and everything. The song. I, all the music that he's creating. I also just want to say, like, it's uh, for me, I guess it's kind of easy to to look past, but like beautiful movie. Same with the Lego movie originally, like the animation style is absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah, spot on. And it's it's I think it's probably a testament to how like just natural it is that like I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, like I'm not even thinking about it. It just looks everything looks like actual Lego. Well, it's, it was, like, jarring when they did show the rom-com and they actually showed, like, a regular clip of it. I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I couldn't quite wrap my head around it for yeah. some reason. And it's it's different in a way that's so unique from other animated movies, especially, like, the other ones that we've watched for the show. Just the, the Lego style is really, really cool. I hope that they, like, continue to do these. I don't, I don't think the, uh, the Lego movie sequel was not super successful and neither was um the lego ninjago ninjago movie which is you know that's not it's not for us <laughs> none of these movies are all these movies are for children but i think that one is especially for children they're for children but they're for parents and children mm -hmm. yeah especially well i think this one and the first lego movie had a lot of that you know the will ferrell character from the first movie and then just like a lot of the humor here uh is very fitting for, for everybody, which was great. I think I get the plot of the Lego movie and Free Guy mixed up. I see that. I mean, I feel like they are very similar. And then you have, like, the Will Ferrell character in that versus in Barbie, you know. <laughs> it's a lot to get your head around. It truly is. 
Um, I thought it was a you know genuinely a, a emotional moment when Batman is telling the Joker that he doesn't care about him. As as funny as that was played up, I just I feel like we've talked about it probably in most of our Batman movie discussions, like the inherent like not like it's not romantic, but like this emotional bond that Batman and Joker have. It's it's inherent. It's in every time that they face off. There's like this like you can't you can't kill me because like we need each other. Like the, especially like played up in the Dark Knight so much. Um, which I just think is such a fun thing to touch on. And this movie makes that its its hook, which I think was a really good idea. Well, I liked more the bit that Superman is his greatest <laughs> that, enemy. Yes. <laughs> I also think my favorite continuous bit of the movie is them like referencing all of the other Batmans and like the but different eras. The idea that like this the Will Arnett Lego Batman has experienced everything in all of the other movies is hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> like he is he's lived 40 years of like the most insane Batman shit possible. Like I'm just assuming that everything in the canon of every other Batman movie and it's like all the Justice League stuff like that already happened. They got over it. <laughs> Superman's back, but he's still beefing with Batman. Of course. It's so good. Um, Batman doesn't do ships. <laughs> as in relationships. Thought that was a funny line. Yes. Yes, indeed. And not just romantic. Yeah, we're talking everybody. I don't think we can get too much further into it before we also just acknowledge, like, the insane voice cast Oh, of yeah. this movie. So many pop-outs. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Even, like, the smaller roles, like, characters that have two lines, they, for some reason, decided to just, like, stack it up. Like, uh, the Riddler is played by Conan O'Brien. Scarecrow is played by Jason Manzukas. Two-Face is played by Billy D. Williams. Uh, it's... I know, and those, like, characters have, like, maybe sub-five lines. Yeah. Like... They have Seth Green playing King Kong. Jemaine Clement plays Sauron. I mean, Sauron had some lines. Yeah. Jonah Hill, Green Lantern. I didn't even know Green Lantern said anything. <laughs> no, I didn't either. Um, my favorite voice casting was that Zoe Kravitz was voicing Catwoman. I don't know if she had already been cast in The Batman at that point. I don't... This was... If this came out in 2017, I'm assuming, like, the voice cast for this would have had to have been put together by 2016, and that's just... But I think the Batman was, like, in the works for a minute. Yeah, I wonder when she was cast. I'm going to try to find out. I went, and I also just wonder if this had any bearing on it at all, if that casting did audition. come later. <laughs> oh, Will Arnett was also auditioning. He didn't quite make the cut. <laughs> He didn't have enough bow ties. You imagine. <laughs> um, my other favorite casting was that Ralph Fiennes was uh, Alfred and didn't also voice Baltimore. They had a different actor voice Baltimore. I was like, what? Why wouldn't they just have him do it? So funny. I don't know. It's it Maybe makes it, he was like, no. I will not reprise this role. It's It's done. My time with that character is over. I could see him doing some shit like that. I think Ralphine has a good sense of humor, though. No, I think he does, I mean, too. obviously, he did this movie. This. Yeah. But I've seen him in interviews, and he's very, like, goofy. Yeah. That makes me happy, because he's always playing such 
such deadly serious characters. Um, He's a great Alfred. He could play a human Alfred. <laughs> yes, he, he actually could. Um, I'm actually shocked. The Variety article talking about Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman, which was, this article was released on October 14th, 2019, so quite some time after this movie came out. Two years. Doesn't even mention this. Not even a mention. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, you could at least just, like, tap it in there. Tap it in there. I mean, it's not exactly a groundbreaking role. She's kind of been in some other things. I mean, yes, it's true. Oh, I didn't know uh, Zazie Beetz was up for the role as well. And Alicia Vikander. In, like, the, the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for this. I don't know what the uh, casting war looked like for these roles. Also, not to mention Michael Sarah playing Robin. It took me far <laughs> too long to place that that was him. I was trying not to look at IMDb the whole time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I obviously know this person's voice. He's like putting on a voice for Robin, but like Michael Sarah's inflections are unique. Michael Sarah does belong on voice work. Like, he's really great. Yeah. I mean, he can do regular acting, too. Sure, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. I also just, like, uh, there's a, I guess there's a kind of always criticism for when movies like this choose to get celebrities to do voice work instead of, like, career voice actors, and a lot of the time that might not work out to their benefit. Like, Chris Pratt and Mario being, you know, one of the big examples lately. But um, I I thought he was actually just fine in it. He was fine, but there is kind of well, actually now it's like coming around like video games are casting celebrities and they are by and large not so good because that's like in a, a different medium entirely. But what about all Martin of that to Sheen? say, I thought what in Mass Effect? Oh, he was great. Oh yeah, there's there's good examples. Gary Oldman in Call of Duty. I mean, Gary Come Oldman. On. <laughs> Yeah. What can't he do? I mean, you're right. There's nothing. The list is empty. But um, all that to say that I didn't notice like any weak points in this movie. No, you know, there was no voice standing out to me being like, oh, this person's phoning it in. Even Mariah Carey came through. I was shocked that that was Mariah Carey. I'm almost embarrassed to say who I thought it was. Would you like to share it with the class? It sounded like Whoopi Goldberg, specifically Whoopi Goldberg in another animated movie. Uh, it's a version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that came out in 2004 that I'm sure everyone <laughs> saw, where she's like the ice queen. And it sounded like her in that, which is like also a younger Whoopi. Yeah. Not Whoopi on The View. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Oh, man. Um, I was, like, sure that it was her. I mean, who would have guessed Mariah Carey? Not I. That She didn't even sing. That's got to be the most what a waste. out of left field thing in this whole movie. They should have had the mayor sing something. Agreed. All these other songs, they couldn't have her chime in? Who was, um... They couldn't afford her to sing. She was... That's an extra rate. Who was Batgirl again? Uh, Batgirl? Babs. Yeah. Hold on. I just closed Zoe Zaldana? No, Rosario Dawson. Yes, Rosario Dawson. That's right. You know, we had we had Siri playing Pewter. 
Jenny Sleet playing Harley Quinn and Zach Galifianakis playing Joker, all of who did a, a great job. Zach Galifianakis did not sound like himself. No, he really didn't. He did a great job. He might give a, what's his name, a run for his money? Wait, who? Mark Hamill? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Of course not. People love him. But there's stand, another... stand down. Mark Hamill's agents. Don't come for us. Um, Mark Hamill emoji. <laughs> Um, I, he's another one that's, like, a big celebrity doing it, but, like, he was, like, such a big celebrity that he almost, like, couldn't be in other things. Ooh, Mark Hamill? Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's why, like, he, I think he started doing voice acting, because otherwise, yeah, he, he was not going to escape the Luke Skywalker shadow. It just wasn't going to happen. And he is, he has made such, like, a good, like, career for himself doing voice acting, too, even outside of the Joker. Um, and kind of in the same vein, like one of my other favorite kind of things was like all of the different villains we got in the Phantom Zone. Mm-hmm. So random. Yeah, like they they mentioned like a few offhand, like before we see the rest. Like so we knew that like Voldemort was up there. Um, I think probably Sauron. But then and King Kong. King Kong, yeah. But then we see, yeah, it's like the the um Dinosaur from Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, Jaws, uh, the Daleks from Doctor Who, Agent Smith Gremlins. from the Matrix. Pro- I think, I or they said Gremlins. Yeah, or it was unbelievable, and just like having it like be like the eye of Sauron, just like waddling around. Très magnifique. Um, you know what I'm saying it did raise a an important question for me. I mean, <laughs> let's like imagine I asked this question like four years ago but why isn't there a harry potter lego movie uh they shouldn't be remaking a series right now they should be doing a lego because they have the games they sell obviously a lot of harry potter lego i mean i i agree honestly they they should have done that instead it could have been like a very Potter musical kind of oh, yeah. style of it. They 1000% should have done that. That would have been an excellent next move for them if they really wanted to keep it going. Or even something like how they did, there's this musical called Puffs, which is like a non-trademarked. Unlicensed. Uh, musical. I think it's a musical play. And um, it's all of these like non main characters and their perspective in particular the Hufflepuff house but like doing something like that where it's like it's not necessarily it could be the same story but told from like somebody else's point of view oh yeah they could do something really funny I think I absolutely agree and um someone should tell maybe it should be Voldemort's perspective yes and have him be like all woe is me and he can do a couple songs look I that is literally the best idea that they could possibly implement going forward because nothing else if they they're they going to do this fun live of the action author remake, in yeah. it you know oh <laughs> no i don't i don't think that would that would happen no matter who is working on it uh but yeah really good question i mean i would ask the same thing about like virtually any other like I don't know, in a, across the Spider-Verse, we have the Lego Spider-Man universe. That would kill if they did that as a movie. Like, they have a lot of options, but... They just, but Batman, like, we already did a superhero thing. Sure, sure. I mean, I'm not saying it would be original. I'm just saying that, like, you know. 
But I'm also just thinking, like, what what is their biggest seller for Legos? Star Wars and Harry Potter. Absolutely. You know, the Lego, I feel like, I actually am surprised that they haven't done a Lego Star Wars movie There's either. There's probably something. Like a, yeah, probably. Because they've been, that was like the original Lego game, the Star Wars. Well, not the original, original, but it's been around for a long time. Okay, I have another question. Putting you on the spot. What was the most relatable content for you? In this film? Yes. Well, they did some things that were very, like, winks to the audience, like, very human. Kind of like watching the rom-com or, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most relatable? Hmm. Well, I just have, like, a very specific thing. <laughs> for you or for me? It could be for both of us, but... I was thinking about me. <laughs> I don't know. About humans in general. Oh, humans in general? For the one I'm thinking of. Okay, well, I'm trying to think of the, the most relatable moment for me. Because a lot of it, you know, I'm not usually microwaving lobster. I'm not usually the one to watch rom-coms by myself either. Um, but even the microwaving thing was, like, very, like, like, yep, just going to do my leftovers, like... Waiting for it, just like any old Joe Schmo. Like, that was, to me, like, very I mean, that relatable. Was, actually, that is relatable, because I've been eating a lot of those, uh, you know, spicy, the Jamaican empanadas. Of course, we all know. Yeah. We've all smelled it. You know, I got it. <laughs> we, we have all smelled them. They smell fucking great. I meant, like, post. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. What's yours? When he can't figure out what the HDMI input is to watch his movie. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, no, that's obviously it. Um, Molly's parents have this projector at their house, and, like, it has this screen on it, and, like, no one is quite ever sure, like, where the HDMI inputs are going at any given time, so you kind of have to go through it, and it's, like, the screen looks exactly the same. It's like, nope, You don't know nope, where the sound is no. going to come out of. It's like you finally find the right HDMI input, but then the aspect ratio is off. It's like, oh, god damn it. And the sound never works. <laughs> no, that's a thousand percent it. It pays to be so tech savvy, you know? <laughs> Universal experience. I love it. All right. That's it for me. I mean, I really don't have that many more notes. I'm just kind of like looking through to see if there was anything else that I really wanted to mention. What else can you riff on? I really liked... That there was the Prince reference along with all the other references to the past Batman movies. But we actually just were at a record store last weekend and saw the music from Batman 89 featuring the Prince songs, uh, which is they just like... They had so many versions. <laughs> they had so many copies of that. That's so funny. Because no one's buying that. Someone's buying that. They were... We were not purchasing it that day. It was weird. It seemed like they were new pressings of it. Huh. I'm pretty sure they were new pressings of it. Interesting. I wonder if it was, like, just the music, like, the, the soundtrack, if it was, like, the score, too. I didn't purchase. No, that's not really my, my target I've also seen records. that movie a lot, and I don't really remember the music. The Prince song, is that, it plays over the credits, but I also think it plays, like, when the Joker's, like, at that museum, I feel like. That's kind of what I'm I sure there from. is music, yeah. but that's not what was on top of mind. I also would just like to raise, since we have time. We do have time. A grievance. Oh, we have to get back to our list of, um, <laughs> what's the list of movies we were discussing? Or video games that I've finished? Yeah. No, I don't have it ready yet, so well, let's, let's do your thing. My grievance. <laughs> 
Okay, when people are like, this song is in the movie, I don't think a credit song should count as being in the movie. Okay? Like, I You're get not going to get any gonna, argument from me. They're going to put it on the CD, sure. But, like, don't advertise that the movie has a song from Rihanna in it. It's the credit song. I want it in the film. And then you can reprise it in the credits. Mm. Yeah, you got to have the credit reprise. I agree. I agree. They want to have it both ways. Like, you know, Eminem did that song for Venom, which, terrible song. But, they yeah, they only put it in the credits. Like, why not even, you can't even try to find, like, a fight scene to put it in instead of, like, this generic orchestral score. Play it score. on the radio. Yeah. See, that's great. Love that. I love when they play songs on the radio. Yeah. Big fan. You know, the Barbie soundtrack didn't have this problem. No. There were a couple songs that weren't in the movie, I think. But, like, you know, actually, they probably all were. But some of them probably just for, like, a second or two. They didn't all get their time in the spotlight. <sighs> all right. Well, that's... End of my grievance. Grievance checked. Um, yeah, uh, there's something else Are I wanted to talk about. Facts? Oh, well, I don't know any fun facts. I'll look those up. But I was seeing like, a lot of parallels. Um, I think The Flash took some inspiration for its Bruce Wayne from this movie. Um, we have, like, you know, he's hanging out in this kitchen. The, like, alone. Michael Keaton yeah. version in The Flash. Yeah. And a big part of this movie is, like, uh, you know, all of the um, villains are, like, being successfully jailed. Like, everyone is in jail or in Arkham Asylum. Um, and Batman's just, like, sad about it because there's nothing to do. All the criminals have been put away. That and is in very the Flash, funny. Batman's like, yeah, I'm retired because, like, there's no crime left, which is also, like, insane. You know, Gotham is... Gotham will never be rid of crime. But I guess if all the big guns have been handled, that's significantly less of a problem but uh yeah I just, I just couldn't shake that i was like there's been so many like the batmans that we've gotten uh in the last like 10 years have been drastically different but they like to handle like a lot of the same beats which i find interesting also there's not enough like bad guys no i mean they list all the i like all the z-grade yeah. villains that they fire off uh like some of whom have showed up like lately you know like we had um polka dot man he yeah. was on the Suicide Squad. Kite Man. Kite Man was there, yeah, from Harley Quinn. I can't remember if... Um, a couple of them I knew from the Harley Quinn show. Yeah, Clayface. Yeah. I can't remember if they had Firefly in there. And I forgot that they were villains because they're like our, our team, our, our gang. Buds. Yeah. Yeah, the, I don't think the villain that um, Brendan Fraser was supposed to play in Batgirl was in there. Maybe he's not totally Z-grade or not. Still, uh, still think about that movie sometimes, especially when we were, you know, watching Rosario Dawson do her thing in like the purple bat suit. I'm like, damn, what the fuck happened? I uh, haven't thought about it to be honest. It it came up again <laughs> recently with like I think like James Gunn commented on it being like we did the right thing, and I was like, Jesus Christ, how bad was this movie? Now I want to see it even more. I hope they do a release one day, just like a quiet, yeah. like not make a big show of it. Just drop it on Max and don't tell anybody. Uh, there's there was a reference that I spotted to uh, the 66 Batman movie, which they have a scene where they're like, oh, that weird one in 1966, and they have him dancing around. But he also has a can of shark repellent, which is from that movie, which is on our calendar. 
Uh, it's very... not soon. I think we gotta move it though. It's too close to watching this movie. Agreed. Too many, too many Batman at once. Well, and we just did some we'll of get, Batman. We'll get there eventually. Honestly, most of these. Uh... Wow, we do have a lot of Batman right now. Oh yeah, Billy D. Williams was um, Harvey Dent in the first Batman. I totally forgot about that, and he plays Two Face in this movie briefly. But yeah, he was. Wait, what do you mean the first Batman? Eighty nine. Billy D. Williams is in that as Harvey Dent for like a scene. He's like on the courthouse steps, and then he was supposed to come back to play Two Face. But when Joel Schumacher took over, he recasted as Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I was like, he didn't play Two Face. Yeah. So we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, yeah, Will Arnett. <laughs> was like uh, my throat would really hurt after doing the recordings for this movie because we go for like four hours and I'm doing that gravelly voice the whole time. Oh, that kind of made me think. Like I liked in this movie that like Bruce Wayne is like a non-entity. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like in the Batman again, another comparison. Yeah. Like he because he doesn't even like take off his like little mask thing when he's home. <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's like just... I am Batman, and Bruce Wayne is my secret identity. Like, yes, Bruce Wayne is my secret identity, which is I would say the same in the Batman. Absolutely, he's all Batman all the time. Even if this Bruce Wayne does have his shit together a little bit more, it's not, not really there. There's definitely like a lot of shit that like went completely over my head. Like, this one notes that um one of the names that Batman suggests for his new team is Fox Force 5, which was the title of Mia Wallace's, who is Uma Thurman's character in Pulp Fiction's failed TV pilot. <laughs> and, of course, Uma Thurman That's played Poison Ivy. That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, like, very deep cut. Uh, Morgan Freeman said that the Lego Batman incarnation is his favorite version of Batman. <laughs> nice. He never heard from Christian Bale again. Oh, yeah, and the scenes with Jerry Maguire are a reference to the Joker quoting the movie in The Dark Knight saying, you complete me. That's funny. That's really that. funny. I mean, I can go. There's just so many bits like that. Just, like, little things about, like, the numbers, like, the comic book issue numbers when characters first appeared. It's That's too much. Get real deep into that Unless shit. Unless you do it like they did in the Spider-Verse where they show the comic when they introduce the yeah, character. Yeah. I love that. That's I think great. that's so great. Good job, Spider-Verse. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've we've gotten out all that we can from this, but... This was a this was a fun time. If you haven't checked it out, uh, highly recommend. It's a light little watch. It's fun. I actually thought good it was shorter than it was. Family. It was an hour and forty minutes long, but uh, it's good shit. Highly recommend. Good stuff. It's PG. Excuse me. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. Well, yeah, it was fun to watch another animated one, and we'll get back to Batman eventually, but we will uh, delay the next one a bit because I know y'all at home are getting sick of us talking about Bruce Wayne. We do it so much. I just dream about them. Me too. Which one, though? All of them. Christian. <laughs> it changes by night, you know. Night? All right. Let's get us out of here. <laughs> yeah, on that note, we are Out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.